Blog Talk Radio. And we're back. Welcome, wonderful world, to the Best Life Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Tim Poma, alongside the lovely Kathy Anello. Miss Anello, how are you this lovely, lovely day? You are so cute. I, uh, I'm great. I mean, the sun is shining. It's freezing cold, but life oh, is good. And I've so missed cool. you so much, so I'm so happy to be back. It's so funny because, like, we haven't really communicated a lot in the last, what, three three weeks maybe, right? Three and weeks. then I said, I'm all, I texted you, and you didn't text me back. And I was like a bad girlfriend, right? Like, <laughs> and then you're like, I was like, what are you talking that? about? Oh, it's so funny, and and that just goes to show, like, I was even, like, nervous, like, what if he doesn't want to do the podcast anymore? What if he had some major revelation in Colombia, and he decided, this is not the path I want to take? And I've had all these, I've really just been insecure all the way around in life right now. I'm telling you, there's something, like, coming up for me to be, like, like, yeah, I want to say that I was, like, even this morning, because we didn't communicate last night, I was, like, all right, I'm just going to sit here. If he doesn't show up, I'm just going to pack up the computer, go to my office, go to work. It's very funny. But that's real <laughs> life right there. Ye of little faith. Okay, for starters, in my defense, uh, when I got back from Columbia, I told myself I was going to lay off of social media. And so um, I, I did do some posting on Instagram, which auto-posted to Facebook. Which is where you responded. I have been staying off of Facebook because of what they did to the truckers and what they're doing with all that stuff in Canada. Wow, yeah. And I'm like, I'm done with you guys. This is ridiculous. You know, like, here we are trying to peacefully protest for our rights and stand up for what we believe. And these institutions that are kind of like utility companies at this point in time, like the public uses them all the time. Uh, have become these means of like control, like uh, fulcrums and levers to silence people. And I don't like that. And so I agree. I agree. Don't you think, I mean, isn't Instagram also owned by Facebook and they have like a totally different set of rules, right? Like there's a different set of rules, but I do get messages often that say a reel you liked has been removed (laughs) due to blah, 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 19. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, thanks for the thanks for letting me know because I don't know what I would have done if I believed that information. You know, <laughs> obviously yeah. I did. I mean, it's so kind they, of they censored, like they censored the truckers. There's no doubt, and you know, leave it to the truckers and the farmers and the bikers to bring this home. You know, that's I was like, the bikers ah. are next. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, well, bring it, man. Let's do it. You know, and what about? Uh, I know this is old news at this point in time, but when I was in Colombia. Uh, like right before I was coming home, what about what GoFundMe did with the truckers? People were raising money with the uh, truckers, like $9 million, and then they decided that it was a terrorist organization or uh, something to that effect and wouldn't give them the money. But then people were so mad because they were going to put the money to, uh, I think, BLM other or charity. one other yeah. other charity. They're like, we've decided to use your money for this, and people were pissed. So they That's decided, they yeah, no, totally. I think, um, did they so, get their money back? I think people got their money back. They had to request it to get it back. And I hope everyone out there that's listening, if you donated money to any of these causes, get your money back. Uh, it's not cool to have these companies 
do whatever they want with our money when we have an idea and we want to support a certain cause. So not to get political, (laughs) because we don't really get (laughs) political on this show. However, I think part of living your best life is being conscious of what's going on in your environment. And so I think that even if the trucker movement doesn't affect you personally, to look and see what a free country has now done in two years. And mind you, we're about to head into year three because in Mendocino County, we still have a mask mandate. So if that is the case, uh, yeah, it's, I can't, I can't. The censorship (laughs) is bad. The the taking the money is bad. And to live your best life, you better be aware of what's happening, I guess, is what I'm saying. There's no control. We have no control. (laughs) Yeah, so this is something that's very interesting, right, because I just went to Columbia again and was there for two weeks and went to that ceremony. And one of the things that came to my attention is that everything, and this is, like, sometimes hard to wrap your head around, Everything is happening exactly as it's supposed to happen. It's playing out with divine grace and divine love. And, yeah. and uh, spirit has full control of the situation. And, it, you know, it's like uh, my Taita Alejandro said, like, you have to have the chaos before you can have the order. And right now, it's, you know, yeah. it, it gives me a great deal of strength to know that this too shall pass. And, and not only that, but it's, we're going to come out smelling like roses on the other side. Everyone will be back in alignment with each other. Everything's going to be okay. But right now, it just seems a little bumpy. <laughs> well, I woke up on Sunday morning, uh, and I just felt a shift. I don't know what it was. I didn't know if it was me personally, if it was universal, if it was a family member, loved one. I just wasn't really sure. So I kind of texted one of my besties, and I was like, I just, did you feel a shift? She thought, well, we had a full moon, and you know, two, two, two is coming, and so maybe you're just kind of in a little portal here. And uh, what was interesting about it, I said, well, I'm just going to note it, you know. But I can say that the events that have happened since then have all been like, wow, you know. <laughs> like, there was a shift. And I did feel it. And that makes me really happy because then you're in, I'm in tune with the energetic flow of this universe, whether it is chaotic or whether it is good. And so for me, when you said that, like I just was so triggered by the fact that, of course, there has to be chaos to have order, even in my daily yeah. life, like when I'm disrupted. Order, you know, I have to go there to figure out what's good for me and what, you know, so I, I get yeah. that. I love that. It's, it's just a, it's a life is a process and um, you know, we're all learning. We're all growing at the same time. Everyone grows at a different rate and everyone grows at a different pace. And um, the further we get, the more um, difficult things can become, but it's like that those difficult things really show us our strength and how strong we can be. <laughs> oh, sometimes that's so overrated for me, but I feel like uh, in that chaos, I'm trying to lean myself towards what brings me joy, what makes me happy, what can I fulfill, uh, what do I need to do to be relaxed instead of stressed? And, you know, it's a really stressful time for me, but 
I, while you were gone, I went out kind of on a two-day party. <laughs> which yeah, I girl. Which I never do anymore. And my friend was moving to Texas, and we just kind of started on a Saturday afternoon, and we ended on a Sunday night, you know, very pretty much 10 o'clock at night, like after just like parties or this, a little bit of sleep, a brunch, karaoke all day, dinner. Shout out to Camille and my friend Nikki. Right. He put the whole thing on. And it was just uh, – two days of, of pure fun. And I was like, I have forgotten how much it is important to really just cut loose. I mean, I sang karaoke, which, you know, of course I've done a couple times in my life, but I really did sing. And I was like in front of a bunch of people and I'm like, okay, well that's just living your best life. That's just like so going for it and not worrying I, what anybody thinks about you. I have to ask, what did we sing at karaoke? I want you to stay by Rihanna. <laughs> sweet sweet yeah. that's great I mean in for me that song like I don't care who you are I don't care where you are the world stops when that song comes on think about it like how many times have you had that song on the radio and you're just like wow and I can get every note like I've sang it so many times by myself that it was a good song for me to sing and my friend Camille who uh we were having the party for thought I was going to sing hit the road Jack. Cause that's, that's kind of my go-to, right? <laughs> Cause it's easy and pup peppy. Uh, and I sang, I want you to stay because she was leaving. And so she was like, I was so not expecting that. Like, and so it was just really fun for me to break out of that shell that I've sort of put myself in the last, maybe, you know, really since probably November, October, you know, when I just really shut it down after being sick and, I don't know. Time to start living again, I it, guess. It felt good to come out of the shell, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And I'm still there. Like, you know, you know, I'm just still kind of like, ah, I'm so unsure about so many things in my life. And and life is changing so much uh, for all of us, like economically, especially in Mendocino County. And if you don't know about local events, like like we have a strong, strong, and for years have had a strong cannabis base. And I put a lot of my ducks into cannabis accounting and helping, you know, farmers get established. And that has really taken a, a, a horrible, you know, economic turn. And so there's a lot of fear and trepidation in the industry and in the county because even though for years there may have been a black market, that black market supported the restaurants, the cars, the housing market, the, you know, all the things. And, People are starting to feel the heat. I do books. I do taxes. They're feeling the heat. And so I think in that yeah. sense, it's like you, you really have to just have fun because I don't know what's, we don't know what's going to happen, you know? No. Honestly, we, we, nobody knows, as Drew would say. Like, <laughs> no one knows. We, like, we can, <laughs> we can pretend that we know what the future holds for all of us, but legitimately, like, over. But at the same time, like, nothing could happen and it could be a beautiful day full of sunshine and rainbows and all that stuff. And man, that sounds good too. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like just being, just be, be present with what's, what's right in front of you right now. Of course, we happen to be live on the air and living our best life talking about all the things that we haven't talked about in three weeks. Uh, well, you know, one of the things that happened while you were gone was uh, the censorship of Joe Rogan's podcast and people pulling off. Yeah. And I 
was so, how do I even say this? It bothered me so much because podcasts today are where we do have freedom. It's the one place that you can say whatever you want to whoever you want, about whatever you want. There's no language barriers. There's no, I mean, just, you know, listen to Call Her Daddy. Like, like there's just so many podcasts that just put it out there. And what scared me was that this situation where they, where they censored him and all these people were pulling back their songs off spot. Okay, go ahead. We care not. Uh, but no. when they were doing that, I was like, what I pray is that this doesn't open up the FCC to come in and start censoring pod- podcasts. And so for that well, reason, I do not support that, that cause at all. And I think podcasts need to stay free and we need to be able to discuss what we want to discuss. It's, it's the coolest yeah, thing. And I, I really think that it boils down to um, the media was latching on to something, like legitimately something. And by the way, they're pulling strings on what he was actually physically saying. But nonetheless, he did say these things. Um, I was watching um, some stuff on the UFC where Israel uh, um was like, this is my boy, and he's a black fighter, and he was totally standing up for Joe. You know, Joe has like 14.7 million followers, and when you have, let's say, even 10% of those people listening to your podcast, that's more viewers than CNN Fox News, and all that right, stuff we're getting right, right. currently. And you have to ask yourself, why is it that this guy, Joe Rogan, who, who in my opinion is one of the greatest of all time, and I'm going to tell you why, because the guy speaks his truth. He also, if he makes a mistake, he makes up for it. He says, look, I made a mistake. 100%. When was the last yeah, time yeah. the media told you something and then removed the statement? said, oh, you know what, I was wrong. We misread that whole situation. These things aren't true that we're saying, never, because they're always right. And I think that this really goes to show the level of fear that the media has in regards to us being free people and being free thinkers. So we've got that going for us, you know, and this is just one of those things. Joe's fine, by the way. He's he's well supported by yeah, he's, millions. He's millions more than fine. And it yeah. came up and, and died down very quickly. But but one of the things he said was that uh, he, God, I lost that completely. I had it too. It's gone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's COVID right. fog brain. Goodbye. Uh, it's a um, real thing, guys. But, oh, what you said was he. He honors his mistakes. And when, and when you honor your mistake uh, in anything in, that you're doing in your life, like for me, that's the most humbling moment and that's the most freeing moment because you're, you're being authentically you. And, you know, it's like who knows you better in this life than the person you can tell the truth to or the person you can't tell the truth to. And so I'm going to show up telling the truth because otherwise you're you're seeing a person that's not real and you're not thinking to me in the you know the realness of it. So I appreciate that he kind of taught everybody a lesson and it was in and out so quickly like here's this big story. Yep, fuck that shit up. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you know, let's yeah, go to Ukraine like more. That, <laughs> that happened. And so Yeah, it was like yeah, twelve years that, ago. I'm done. 
Yeah. So life, life has to be about owning your, your backstory, but moving forward with, with no regrets and no guilt. And that was one of the other things that you and I talked about the other night briefly to touched on was that you had an experience about guilt. And I thought, you know, guilt is like probably the mo- one of the most deadliest emotions that we can feel because you can't change what you do in the yesterday. So if you have guilt about it, like who's, who's really benefiting here? Only the only person being hurt is you from that guilt. There's, there's nobody out and there think- supporting your guilt, you know? The guilt comes from not living in your truth necessarily, yeah. right? Like maybe true, acting true, true, true. out of alignment with yourself. Jordan Peterson said, if you act in truth, then the order that you produce is good. And that means that whenever you're telling the truth, it doesn't matter what you're telling the truth about, but everything that comes out of it is going to be good, even if it doesn't seem like it at that point in time. Because your heart is open, your mind is open, and you're expressing yourself in, in ways, shapes, and forms that are conducive to, like, living your best life. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, I think I needed that, to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I no, I think we both did, you know. Like, uh, yeah. I feel like I have some things I need to attend to for some of the things that I was feeling um, throughout these experiences. But it's okay because I, I, I'm strong enough to endure and tell the truth. And as I tell the truth, I release myself from the bondage of shame and guilt and suffering, and then I level up. And, you know, the, the hardest things in life will get us the furthest. It's that doing the right thing all the time that makes amazing. And it's not always easy. And it's not always, you know, like challenging, but it's going to be totally worth it. I agree. I mean, it's, and it's hard, it's hard to speak your truth sometimes because you never know how another person's going to respond to your truth, right? Like, like you're going to tell the truth, but that doesn't mean that they are going to act in the way that you are hoping or expecting. And so I think that there's this little piece that, that stops us because we're like, well, I don't know how they're going to respond to this. But like you said, if you just break through that one little layer and say, I don't care how they respond, it's something that I need to express, then I think that's where the the reward comes in, whichever way it goes. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, when we are feeling guilt or shame to some extent, we are living in chaos. Our minds become chaotic because we're running a bunch of different programs of what if and, and what not that um, are playing out how it's going to go down if we tell someone whatever we need to tell them. Yeah. And then it's yeah. a constant battle inside of our head. And by the way, as Florence Shovel Shin says, why worry? It will probably never happen. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and if we are truly manifesting beings that can manifest everything, then why not think of the best possible outcome that is going to happen as you are telling your truth to these individuals or these people so that you can, you know, 
feel free of these things. I think that that was the the number one thing that I got from this journey uh, to Columbia. The other thing I got from this journey was that I was not taking care of myself. Like I legitimately saw like, basically I was flipping off God in my vision. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is so weird. And then I realized that I was flipping myself off. It was just that I was the mirror. Uh huh. I'm the divine spirit and mm-hmm. I'm killing myself by not taking care of myself. And so ever since I've been home, I have been on a mission. Today is day 13 uh, of being home and I have been to radiant yoga 13 times, sweated out ounces and wow. gallons of liquids and fluids. I have done sound healings at the Washington so jealous Health of this. Center. <laughs> And I have really made this priority number one in my life. So 5.15, I wake up in the morning, and I am there. Um, I think on Friday, I'm going to go hang out with uh, some of my friends at the Mendo Training Center and hang out with Sammy and do a kickboxing class, which will be fun. What time is that? By 9 o'clock on Friday, huh? I can't make it this Friday. uh, I really want to go do that. I've been watching some of my friends post about it, and I'm like, as soon as, like, tax season's over, I am going to start Friday morning at for sure. Oh, good. I mean, I hate to say I have to live my life that way, but I have to live my life that way. I have to live it 90 days. It's actually only only 59 more days. I, I counted this morning. I'm laying in bed, and I'm going... 31, 48, you know, like how many more days do I have? And it really hasn't been that bad. What, what, it, what it is is when you're passionate about what you do, I'm good at what I do, and I love seeing people. Like I've talked to so many pe- different people in the last, like, three weeks, and, you know, just really hearing their stories and their life stories. And so that part of my job is so fulfilling. But my passion is to have money coming in while I'm laying on a beach. Like, I want to be yeah. that wealthy. And I, mean, I know this sounds really out of my box, but, like, I'm really working towards building that empire rather than anything else in my life right now, and this is a piece of it. So you get to a place of making enough money to then work on the passionate things that you want to do in your life and uh, hope you can sustain financially to get you to a place where you can level up the work that you love to do. It's a bridge, you know, and, and it's, it, you know, I used to be ashamed to even say that, but, but the truth is that I, I am a creative person. I am a person who loves to help people and do things and share and write and relax and paddleboard and <laughs> fish and do the yeah. things that I want to do. So I, you have to create that life and work's a part of it. So I'm, I'm working, but I'm seeing yeah, the light and- at the end of the tunnel, which is good about this work. I've been uh, working with some individuals that are like uh, trainers and leaders and uh, because I've been feeling a little lost in my pursuit of happiness. Like, do I really want to be an artist? Do I really want to do this? I'm doing a lot of things. And one of the things that the Taita uh, Alejandro told me when we, when I was in Colombia was that I need to focus. You need to like focus, buckle down. I'm really good at lots of different things, but I'm not doing any one thing like exceptionally well. Excelling, yeah, at one thing. Yeah, and and that's not necessarily true. Everything I do, I feel like I do at a really, really high rate. But the thing is, is that, like, where is this income coming in? And so um, one of my friends, Chris, 
uh, who I was working with is a uh, leadership um, coach. And he was talking about how you have to have a financial vehicle in your life, whatever that looks like. And then yeah. you, once you have that thing nailed down and worked out, then everything else kind of becomes so much easier. And it's not a struggle. It's not a stress. It's not a strain. And um, it just kind of got me thinking, you know, I'm not even sure what I'm thinking about yet, but uh, I'm working on figuring all of it out. And I am super grateful for the opportunity and the blessing to be able to, to spend some time and think about this because I want the same thing that Kathy wants. You know, I would love to be paddle boarding on a beach while my bank account was going up for no apparent reason. Uh, Let's all say it together because I don't think there's anybody listening right now that doesn't think that that would be a very badass way to live. Yeah, Uh, I know that there's someone in their car right now in traffic going, oh, man, this sounds awesome. Well, let me just tell you, we can all have this. Abundance is overflowing. It's time that we all let it in and think outside the box. We all have a special yeah. skill or talent that people would gladly pay for because what we bring to the table as individuals, as, as light, divine beings, everyone has a special thing. And I think it's time that we really cultivate that, dig deep inside, and figure out what that looks like for us. And then Go let the good times roll. Come on, man. Hey, I think discipline's a big part of that, and I appreciate you bringing that to the table because uh, it is about, for me, at least right now, it's about a regiment. You know, like I have changed, like since January 1st, up to January 1st, I was sleeping in until 9 o'clock. I was like, just like a whole different ball game. And then once this pace started, I've been getting up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm at the door at, you know, barely seven o'clock usually and working till six or seven. And it's, it's just an interesting pace, but you have to have the discipline to say, you know, what, if I'm doing taxes or if I'm writing a book, like, like the next phase is finishing this damn book. And I'm like, so then you take April 18th to June 18th and you finish the book and get it to draft so that you can get it to an editor. And I can do it. Like, I know I can. So six months and past that, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I have no idea where I'm going to live. I have no idea how the the plans are, but if I have six months in front of me with a goal to get me to a, the financial freedom and B, the creative freedom, then, then, then I'm living my best life. Whatever happens in between is, you know, surrendering to letting the flow of the universe come my way and bring whoever it's going to bring and and do whatever it's going to do. Yeah. My goals and my visions are important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that surrendering um, is a big part of all of it. Just letting go of your expectations, your, you know, will of like enforcing your will into situations. Like we've talked about this numerous times on the show that the only thing that we have control over is how we react or create inside of situations and um, trying to uh, force our, our will into life is an interesting thing. And um, I believe that the art of allowing really comes in here where we just allow things and then react in very special ways to create even more amazing situations and scenarios. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. All those things. (laughs) I miss you too. It's great to, uh, 
I don't know what anyone else thought about this podcast, but this was 100% unscripted. We had absolutely no subject that we really wanted to talk about. We just wanted to come on and really just get reacquainted with the mission of our show, really. And it's like, you know, I always when I listen to back to a podcast of ours, I'm always like, did I help anybody learn how to live their best life? Did I give one tidbit? And we gave a bunch today completely without subject, and I love it. So I just thank you so yeah. much for always showing up here and no. bringing your best yeah, you're for super me and, and us and all these listeners that we you have. Know, and I really feel like the show is going to get better because um, – as we go through these phases of living in our authenticity and telling the truth to ourselves, also, um, as we really, really buckle down and dive into the discipline aspect of reality and uh, living our best life or figuring out how to live our best life, that we'll be able to convey a message much more effectively um, not that we haven't been delivering great messages, but I just think that when I look back at like some of the shows, it was like I could talk about the thing, but I wasn't really living the thing. And so now wow. it's like yeah. I'm ready to step into legitimately understanding these things on such a high level that the information that I have like absorbed and regurgitated I actually physically understand and I'm able to speak on it and it becomes my own. And so uh, that's the next level that I am wanting to achieve. That's a goal, an aspiration, a vision, and a dream. And uh, thanks for in, uh, joining in on the ride, Kathy, and all you listeners out there at home <laughs> and in your cars and everywhere else. I appreciate you all well, for like- sticking around. It's like actual proof, you know, like I appreciate what you just said, because it's like, I want, it's easy, it's one thing to say it, and and I am so, quote unquote, guilty of this, but I can give the best advice, but I don't always take my own advice, and it's really important when you just said that for me to think about, well, what would my, if I came to myself with my problems, what would I say to myself, you know, if my, I was my friend, and I said, hey, Kathy, this is how you're feeling. You know, I had a phone call like that this morning with one of my best friends uh, because I just needed some advice. And, and so I was just like, if, what would I tell myself? And once I go there and I give myself my own advice, maybe it'll penetrate more. But you really pointed out to me that we don't always do that. We can talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. Absolutely. And the thing that brought this up for me was uh, one of our episodes on self-love. And I had felt Ooh. like I was in love with myself, but the reality was I was not. Um, I had wow. a very crazy experience on a uh, bus in Colombia with some great friends where I had realized that I did not love myself. And I love everybody else. Wow. And I, I give everyone else forgiveness and, and all these things, but I wasn't giving myself that space. And so mm-hmm. I feel like, um, having the discipline, going to the, the, you know, radiant yoga every single day so far since I've been home is a, a step in the right direction on self-love because we have to take care of ourselves in order to have more love and facilitate that. And so, you know, it's a, a baby step program for all of us. I and love it. It, you know, it motivates you, me. Now I want to go to yoga every day. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you eat an I'm elephant so one bite at a time? I'm so to the gym right now. Yeah, it's not good. There's no well, way it's going to end well for I'll, me if I keep it up. 
you know what? That's just it, right? Like, you're not, are you loving yourself if you're not taking care of yourself? And Mm-mm. that was the, not one of the realizations. Yeah. And so you can have all the money in the world, but if you do not have health, the one thing that you would pray for uh, on your deathbed with all your money is that you could be healthy again. And so, 100%. Amen to that. So, all right, my dear. Time to, on that note, time to get healthy, kids. I think that's the best takeaway we got. <laughs> all all right. right. Well, I Have love a you all. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Listening. All right. Till next time.